0: Welcome back. It's your host, Rob Marsh. You listen to the Runs and Us podcast, segment three, episode 46. All right, so we're going to conclude the high school portion of the show. Um, I just had to make a decision um, in the last segment that I was basically saying, you know what, I'm not even going to be able to fit this into three parts. Um, cause like I said, I have to attend to something. Um, so I'm traveling, you know, for the holiday week, just like a lot of you guys are traveling for the holiday weekend. It's Christmas Eve and I'm literally trying to get this in today. Um, didn't want to do this last minute, but you know, time was definitely, um, was definitely just preparing this. It took a lot of time. But then also just other things outside of that—that that, you know, Christmas shopping, you know, a lot of things that um, you know, I did some cooking as well. So it's, you know, I'm a—I try to be a jack of all trades type of person, you know. And um, I was able—I wanted to cook. I wanted to uh, get some gifts for at least for my intermediate family. I don't—you know—some I mean, of my family doesn't celebrate Christmas, so. I'm not going to cap and say that I do a lot of shopping, which I don't probably usually just for my sister or my brothers or whatever. Um, But usually just just time being with your family is the most important thing in these times, because, like I said, time is precious. Um, obviously, I've dealt with a lot of, you know, loss in the family. I'm not gonna really run on a tangent about that because I did mention it in previous podcasts. I just want to just stick to the content, but uh, yeah. So just, just, just a quick reminder: just family is important, and especially around the holidays, you want to make sure you're around your family because who knows, you know, how things are nowadays. Things are just are just not, you know can't just depend on you just being there the next time or or it'll be there tomorrow um, I talked to one of my nieces recently and we pretty much agreed on that how it's like time is 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 really critical right now, especially you know with all this chaos that's going around around us we have to kind of just always you know make that as a priority to be around family around times like this and just enjoy the times with our family. You know, you just never know, you know. But uh anyways, I don't wanna completely go off topic, but let's get back to the content. Um so where were we? Vermont. Vermont basketball. Um it's the pretty much the usual the usual, usual teams, man. Um you got Rice, Rice Academy, four and oh, uh, they they were very good last year they they uh graduated um uh michelle uh not uh not Najime michelle Najime um which right now he's playing for the Vermont Catamounts in college so he he pretty much didn't go that far but it's good that he's going to a pretty good program you know Vermont is one of the top programs which we'll get into that in the next segment as Vermont's playing very well this season. Um so so is Rice. 4 Um their top player is Sharif Sharif. He, he's been playing in the program for the past two years. I think he was a sophomore uh when he played in the varsity team. So he's got a lot of experience. Heath Walker's another kid that's an upperclassman that's been fairly good. Um that's the key. How are they going to um, overcome the loss of Michelle? Uh, uh, Yeah. I can't even say his name. N- Najime. Nadej- Dashime. Michelle Dashime. I think, it's, I think it's a silent N. That's what probably makes it a little bit more easy to say. It's a silent N. But, uh, man, why do these kids have such tough names? But, uh, yeah, as far as, like, the big game so far that they've had, they beat Rutland. Which is probably one of the teams that I have. is one of the top teams in Vermont. They beat Rutland. It was a route. Um, pretty big win for them. Um, but keeping an eye on Rice. I think they're going to be a, a team. That I expect to be. damn near perfect this year. Or maybe. You know just a few losses. A few blemishes on their record. They're always expected to compete. For a championship every single year in Vermont. So. I expect the same here as Sharif. Sharif is pretty much carrying the torch from you know past you know Rice alums. Um, St. John'sbury Academy is the next team that I like to spotlight on. They may have the top defense in the state, as they're probably one of the biggest teams in the state. They have a six eight you know center in France Hauser, and then they have a six three forward in Sam Bingen that pretty much. Anchor their defense. And they're probably one of the best defenses. Yeah, like pretty much one of the best defenses in the state because of those two big, big guys inside. It makes it tough for them to really score on. And their perimeter defense is, is no slouch either. So, I mean, the last couple of games that they've had, they've pretty much allowed their opponents to under 50 points. So they've been good. Um, I think they have about, if you check their record, I think their record is... Which, again, we have to focus on the rankings. I keep forgetting. Got to focus on the rankings to start out. That's pretty much the base of what I'm going to do a lot of these um, predictions on. Or really not predictions, but really just previews and reviews of what's going on. And on uh, Rice, I have number one. Number two, I have Trim Valley Union. Trim Valley Union is having a top season so far. They haven't had a good start. St. Johnsboro, we just uh, mentioned. Rutland, which we haven't got into yet. Mount St. Joseph rounds up the top five. And now we get into Rutland. And the reason why um uh, a Champlain-Valley Union is not doing well, they got blown out by Rutland. So Rutland is pretty much maybe right after Rice as far as the top two teams or uh, right at the St. Johnsburg Academy is Probably the top three teams in, in the state um, Rowland's got a couple Of good players, Eli Pockage um, Trey Devine And Braden Anicki So they have um, a trio of good players To round out their perimeter and, and you know the wing players They can shoot the three ball well Probably one of the better offenses In the state I would say after the Rice, it's definitely Rutland that can really score the basketball well with the best of them. Um, and we don't have uh, too much on Vermont. Um, I'm going to take a look. If there's any other players that you look out for, I would say Logan Vaughn for Champlain Valley Union is, is probably one of the better players, along with Heath Walker, Rice Morio, and Cherise Sharif Sharif and Rice Morio. Those are probably the top players in Vermont. Not really much. I'd say Vermont, out of all the out of all the states in the region, are n- not the highest level when it comes down to talent-wise. It comes down to high school basketball. It's not the best um, state. And then I got really pretty much, uh, pretty well went a well around rounded main preview. Which I think Maine basketball has got a very good, interesting season this year. Because they got some special players coming out of their state this year. And we'll kind of get to a little comparison between, um, a guy that's really getting a lot of college attention. Um, he plays for, uh, he plays for South Portland, uh, JP Estrella. He's a 6'10 center, can shoot the three got very good mobility um we got a little comparison between him and donovan in just a sec but let me get into uh uh oxford hills oxford hills is five and one on the year um they're not right now they're not listed under my rankings right now as you look at the top five for Maine, i have number one i have south portland number two i have Everett little the red eddies I have Lewiston at number three. I have Falmouth at number four. And I have number five, Bonnie Eagle. Bonnie Eagle might have, might be out of there pretty soon because um, they've been having a, a, a fairly slow start. It may change. They have some talent on their team. They have a very good size, But as of right now, they've struggled early on. Uh, Nokomis has been a, a team to look out for, and they've had a very strong start. They played pretty much most of the game. They they've had a, a early start to their year, so they played a lot of games early on, and they, they played the most games out of anyone in Maine so far. Um, they played like uh, already ten games already. They're nine and one. So, Nocomas will probably be maybe somewhere maybe at number one next week or uh, in January, or the January ranking or either. Number two behind South Portland. So I have to decide what Nokomis is going to be. Nokomis has had a very strong season, and they have to be recognized for it. Right now I have them at number six on my ranking. So it's still very high ranking, but they're probably going to be bumped up because they've had a very strong start to the season. And in Oxford Hills that we're mentioning right now, they're 5-1. and one. They're also going to be a part of the ranking next week as well. Um, Oxford Hoods, they have a couple guys that stand at over six feet. You have Tegan Pet- Petliter at six three one seventy. 170. You have uh, Loken Merritt that stands at six two, and you have Holden Schott that stands at six two. And then Ta- uh, Tanner Bean Bickrefer- Bickford, he stands at six foot one. Their biggest win of the season, they beat Hamden Academy, which you all know Hamden Academy, um, uh, two years ago when I covered them, they won, I believe they won the Class A. They won the Class A um, ch- uh, championship. So that's a pretty good program that they just beat. Um, so a very good, very good start to the season, 5-1. Next team that we just mentioned, the big fella um, that plays for them, uh, South Portland. Right now I have them ranked number one in the state. Uh, at 4-1. and one. Uh, JP Joseph Estrella at 6-10. Uh, I've seen some film, uh, film of him. He definitely is pretty much getting the attention he deserves from a lot of these D1 schools right now. He's got a lot of offers. Um, like said, he may be the top player in, in the state of Maine. I mean, it's not even close. So he might win the player of the year in the state of Maine or the Gatorade player of the year. Because he's definitely that good. Right now, we got a few um, few comparisons to um, him and Donovan Klingy. Uh, um Clinigen has more skill. If you had to compare him and Estrella, Klingy has more skill. Estrella has has scary mobility, which I think his mobility is a little bit more better than Donovan Klingy. Um. Estrella can really struggle from the outside, very good three-pointer, can stretch the floor. Um, Estrella, like I said, just like um, Clinogen's recruiting was very good, he's still fairly young, he's only a junior, so he's still getting some fairly good offers. Two years ago, this, it's a great story on him, two years ago he was a freshman playing for uh, Scarborough High School in Maine, and he ended up transferring to South Portland, which, you know, because South Portland's program is so good Of late. South Portland's been very good in basketball the past couple of years, so that's why he probably decided to transfer there. And he, ever since then, he, grew, he had a growth spurt. He was about 6'3", 6'4". Now he's 6'10". And he's getting so many offers ever since he got that growth spurt. Um, he's getting offers from Syracuse, Boston College, Iowa, Providence, Tennessee, Harvard, just to name a few, so you got to keep an eye on um, Joseph Estrella, um, very skilled player, and I think him and Donovan Clingian, the two, those are the two best bigs in the entire New England region. If you look, want to see, oh, what are the top bigs in, in the New England region? Donovan Clingian, Clingian, and Jennifer, uh, Joseph Estrella. Um. So other top players for South Portland Owen Maloney. He's six four and one hundred eighty pounds. He plays at you know you know pretty much the three, can stretch the four, shoot threes, um, very good defender as well. Um, but I I think South Portland they got a good team. They definitely can uh, definitely possibly win Class Double A for sure. I think. Um, they got some competition. It's not gonna be easy, but I think they're definitely in the driver's seat with the talent level that they have and probably, you know, having the best big men out there to definitely win um the class A division for sure. Um like I said another team to look out for, like we just mentioned the comas. Uh they might be the top team in class A. Um, uh, Madden White is their top player. Um but Nokomis, this is why Nokomis has a very good case to be number one. They beat South Portland. They beat Everett Little. They beat Hamden Academy. They beat Thornton Academy. I mean, they, those are like the top programs that Maine has had in the past couple years. Traditionally, those programs have been very good in basketball. And he, Nokomis, out of nowhere, has beaten all those teams. Nokomis is, wasn't it really much of a team a couple years ago. They weren't that good. Um, I, I remember maybe looking at them a few uh, uh when I covered them two years ago and they weren't a really a good basketball team. Now they completely turned their program around, beating South Poland, beating Everett Little, beating Hamden Academy and Thornton Academy in one year is, is absolutely special. Their only blemish, you know, which they've already won nine games. Their only blemish is they lost to Brewer, which I looked at Brewer, I think Brewer's right there with the best of them. So if it's a team that a team that they could lose to Brewer is definitely that team, and we'll uh, we'll get into Brewer just a sec. But as uh, far as like Brewer goes, the reason why they beat Nakomas is because they are a very good defensive team. I looked at the film on them; they're they're all over the place. They're attacking the passing lanes, getting a bunch of steals, um, playing tough, hard nosed defense, getting a lot of deflections. Um, and plus they turn those points into transition points so if you turn the ball over against Brewer it's two the other way it's no stopping them they have very good quickness and speed and they're one of the fastest teams i think in the state they, they're very 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 athletic team um very confident team well got some swagger to them they shoot threes they make threes um it's not like they shoot you know shoot a lot of threes and they don't shoot a good a percentage of them they shoot a very high percentage of Of their shots. And they make a lot of their shots. So they're a very efficient team. So. They're not as big as a lot of those other. You know teams that we mentioned. They're a smaller team. But they're a scrappy team. And like I said. They play with a lot of confidence. They play with a lot of energy. Beat Nakomis already. And their top players. You got Kobe Smith. These are pretty much all guards. They all play like a guard. Or play like perimeter positions on the team. Kobe Smith. Brady Saunders, I think he's their best defender. Uh, Aaron Newcomb, maybe their best shooter. Brock Flagg and Ryder Goldman. And all these guys, they all kind of play interchangeable roles on the team, which they kind of pretty much complement each other all well. And I just think that they're a true-fledged team. I'd say what, Maine, I would say Maine might be slightly better than Massachusetts as far as talent this year. I really think Maine is top to bottom. They got a lot of Good teams, like a lot of good solid teams. So, like if I had to say Connecticut number one, if I had to say a ranking far as like top states in the region far as talent goes, I would say Connecticut number one. I would say Maine number two, and I'd say Mass number three. So, the only thing I would say Massachusetts has over Maine is that they have better prep school talent. Like they're like they have a better private school, you know. Like, the best player in the entire, one of the better players, in, one of the top 15 players in the country plays for Northfield Mount Hermon, which is Kyle um, Flimsky, which is going to Duke. He, he's going to do. He has a brother that's also going to Harvard. I think his name is Matt Flimsky. He's going to Harvard. So, just tell you how, how talented Massachusetts is, has a lot of talent. And New Hampshire has a lot of talent as well. Brewster Academy is right in New Hampshire as well. Wow. But yeah, far as man goes, those are like pretty much uh what Brew is all about. Um another team that's pretty highly ranked, I would say, is Falmouth, which I have the ranked in the top five. They're three and one. Brady Coyne at six foot one is one of their better players. Judd Armstrong is six foot four, he's pretty good. Jock Stoll at six foot one is good, and Zach Morrow at six foot three. So I would say Armstrong and Morrow pretty much run at the front line. Brody Coyne and, and Jack Storo are really, you know, pretty much, you know, headline their backcourt. So keep it on Falmouth. They're pretty good. Uh, don't really have any special wins, uh, special wins yet, but they're, they're definitely going to, you know, they play, I believe, in the Clash Double-A. So they play right with South Portland, so they have to compete with them and... It should be fun I think they already played South Poland already. South Poland beat them, so I think that's the only loss only loss this season. So should be a strong year though for them regardless. You know, they definitely should be the feast on the other uh, lower teams in that in that um, conference. Or division, I should say. Edward Little, the red eighties. Um two years ago they won the championship. I remember when I covered them. Um they basic uh I think they're out of the class class double A. So just to show you they beat South Portland a couple years ago and look where South Portland is right now. They're much better program than than than, than ever Little right now. But Edward Little already beat Oxford Hills already. So that's a big win for them. Um so, their best player is, is, um, John Shea. He's, he lists at 6'6. Six, six. He might be one of the better bigs in, in the state. More of a wider base type of player. Can, more of a traditional big can go inside and post up. Um, I think he has a jump shot as well. So he can step out and shoot the three as well. Um, pretty skilled, which I t- just tends you know, guys to, you know, guys, you know, they have to, like, especially if they they stand at, like, 6'6", six, six, they play inside, they have to be, have some type of perimeter game to them. If they want to have m- maybe a future in the next level, maybe D. Even if they don't make it to a D1 program, they could still probably play D2 and still make a nice, you know, career in D2. You never know. You play D2, you could still, you know, still could play maybe overseas. You never know. If you, if, you have, if you do very well in D2, you definitely have a chance to possibly go overseas. But um, it's not just, all uh, you go to college and you don't make Division one. it's not, you know, you're not going to do anything. I think you still can fairly have a pretty decent basketball career depending on how you carve it out. And, there's a little, and because of the transfer portal, it makes things uh, so unlimited where you can, you can, Start out in a division two program and then end up being a division one program, you know, later on in your college career. So it's always a chance. Just never just say, oh, I'll never make it because I'm not tall enough to play my position or whatever. I'm not, I don't have the height, or I don't have the size that they would want in a division one player. It's always a chance. If you, you know, if you work yourself, into that, I um, mean, there's a lot. And think about this: in the NBA, there's a lot of undersized guys that play, you know, fairly good, or they have a, um, pretty much a role on their team, playing their position. Grant Williams is one example. He's at six 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 seven. Yeah, PJ Tucker is another example. You know, he's he stands at six seven. Draymond Green is just just over six eight. So those consider you prototypical undersized bigs that are doing very well for themselves in the NBA. So just never limit yourself and always just push and stride to get to where you want to get to and just try to be the best. Just find a niche, basically. I think those are the things with those players. They find a niche of, you know, making threes or making corner threes or being good defenders. Like, if you find a niche and you're best at, you know, you pretty much are the best at your niche... Then that can make you, that can make you uh, elevate yourself to everyone else, and that can really make you stand out from everyone else. Which pretty much is a vice that pretty much can go for anything in life. You know, just try to always outperform your competition, always find a niche that fits you best, and then try to be the best at it. Anyways, let's, let's just let's uh, kind of wrap everything up. Uh yeah, we was talking about every little. But um but yeah, quick quick note before we wrap things up on this segment. Um I wanted to get into go through each state, their top private institutions. Um for Maine, uh Lee Academy is number one. I have Lee Academy number one. As far as the top players, Shade Doherty plays for Lee Academy and David uh, excuse me, Mike Green plays for Lee Academy. If you want to see the whole top five, obviously, you know, visit my website. I'll see the, you'll see the whole top five of of those private institutions. That's far as Maine goes. For Vermont, number one, I have Vermont Academy. They have a lot of talent on Vermont Academy. Um, one guy, um, Dion Brown, I think Dion Brown was listed under my top 25. Um, if you want to see him, I mean, I think I have a uh, updated scouting report on him on that top twenty five list. I think he's under the latest one that I have, the twenty five to twenty uh, one to twenty five. And then uh, also, who plays for Vermont Academy is the center Brody Adams. Um, don't really have much information on him, but he's still one of the better players in in Maine playing for uh, Vermont Academy. So we get into New Hampshire, Rhode Island. Top institution for New Hampshire is Brewster Academy. As expected, you know, they're always bringing in the best, you know, high school prospects every single season. Um, Deshante Bowen plays for Brewster Academy. Um... Right now, he's committed to Iowa, as far as I know. Reed Bailey is another guy. I think uh, I don't know who he's committed to, but uh, yeah, Bowen, uh, Deshante Bowen, a guard, going to Iowa. He's from Boston, Mass. By the way, and then Reed Bailey, um, he's a center that also goes to Brewster Academy. Probably the top players that go there. And then again, if you want to see the full list, go on the website. And then Mass in Connecticut. Mass in Connecticut. Number one, as expected, Norfolk Mount Herman. Like I mentioned, Kyle Filipski. He's going to Duke. He just, uh, he committed to Duke. Um, He goes, he actually goes to work. Wurberham and Munson, excuse me, that's that's my mistake. I thought he went to Norfolk Mount Herman. But uh Here's another guy that's pretty highly ranked guard. Rowan Bernberg, he goes to Norford Mount Herman. But I think Norford Mount Herman has a lot of prospects. That's why I rated the number one. But uh Wolverham and Munson, where Kyle Felemski goes, they're ranked number two on the list. If you want to see the full list, again if it's a website. All right, so that should wrap up the the this segment of the show. Um I apologize if it was a little choppy this week. Obviously there's a lot going on, you know, with Christmas and everything. I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Um and a happy holiday whatever you celebrate. Um I think Hanukkah already ended because yeah, it was early in the month, but I hope everyone has a, a Merry Christmas especially locally. Um Please support the pod. Download if you can. Um, what else? Yeah, man. I just it's a long show, man. So I still have a little. I still have one more segment to go, and I'm prob- that probably is gonna be a little bit late because um, I'm gonna be going away for the weekend. So I will have the last segment when I come back. So when I come back, I will post the last segment. Um, do a little editing because there was some pauses. So I gotta clean it up a little bit because I, you know, I did have that unexpected phone call. So I'm gonna try to clean it up the best I can. Um, cause like I said, I'm, I'm working towards, you know, I gotten a little bit comfortable with just not doing as much editing as I should, but I'm gonna get back to that because I started out editing so much and I'm gonna get back to that back to editing more often so we'll clean it up a little bit you know clean up a lot of the pauses and stuff so it's nice and clean it's you know you don't gotta wait almost you know almost a half an hour for a pause like I'm, i mean i'm exaggerating but it could be that bad sometimes and i and i can understand like as a listener you don't have time to be like hearing pauses you have other things that you could be focusing on with your time but you don't want to be hearing pauses so I understand. So I'm gonna, you know, step up my editing, you know, for these upcoming episodes, because it's a lot going on. That's for sure. You know, high school basketball. You got that started. You got college basketball still going on. You got NBA, and obviously you had to deal with all the outside noise with the with the you know the pandemic, you know, continuing or not continuing, whatever it's going on. It's it's just crazy. All right, but anyways, um, this your host, Rob Morris. Um, we'll be right back with the last segment. Alright, so, we'll wrap it up. Alright.